As many of you know, Tracy and I have been doing seminars on the new Utah law, House Bill 359. Representative Jim Dunnigan was instrumental in sponsoring this bill that protects dentists and the patients they serve. When Tracy asked a local dentist who attended one of our law seminars, who also happens to be one of Utah's dental thought leaders for a contribution to Dunnigan's campaign, he said no. But he sure was grateful for the new law as he recognized it will help bring thousands in new revenue each month to his practice. We begin our selfish, self-centered, all-about-me freeloading podcast right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners, to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here in My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Oh, I wish I could say that my heart was completely and constantly filled with Christ-like attributes on a daily basis, but it's not. I'm human. I'm simply an imperfect person who tries to be a little better each day, each and every day. But there are certain types of actions by people who cause me to have repentant thoughts all the time. And I just defined one of them in the opening of this podcast. What a complete and utter butt hat. There, I said it, butt hat, which is defined as a stupid or contemptible person, which led me to the word dip poop which is defined as a contemptible or inept person. Contemptible may imply any quality provoking scorn or a low standing in any scale of values. Of what? Values. <laughs> oh my goodness. A contemptible person may imply utter worthlessness and usually suggests arousing an attitude of moral indignation. There, there were other adjectives that came to my mind as Tracy was telling me this story. But the last one I wanted to share with all of you that came to my mind was freeloader, which is a person who takes advantage of others' generosity without giving anything in return. You ever had patients like that? Have you had family members like that? Colleagues like that? Hmm. If any of you listening today are of the belief that state laws come without a great price, you're completely wrong. Contributing to the political campaign of one who sponsors a bill that benefits dentistry is the least we can do as professionals of dentistry. Political action committees have existed for years on both the national and state levels. I have oftentimes contributed to those committees in hopes that, that they would benefit dentistry as a, as a whole. And, and I understand how many of you feel uh, how many of you feel when it comes to what our professional associations are doing, or should I say not doing? This is exactly why Tracy and I are now active in politics. Of course, we've been active on and off throughout the years, but we've really ramped it up this, this last, well, last couple of years. We've been active in the state of Utah where we live and practice, and we are tired of dental associations doing things that really do not address our primary concerns as dentists Insurance reimbursements being at the top of the list. 
all of us here at My Practice, My Business, we're not asking, we've never asked for anyone's financial support. We, we just don't. We're able to do that on our own through training dental offices and the clinical business of dentistry and how to be profitable with the dentistry that they provide, you know, whether the patient is insured or not, and not in a way that has ever been taught by other dental consultants. Our training's unique, and those who have gone through it, they'll testify of that. We do not want to be beholden to anyone financially unless we've earned it. And when I say beholden, just meaning that we will continue helping out those who have gone through our training. Hence our training guarantee, which again, is unlike anything in the dental consulting world. But we are asking you to support the politicians who are supporting dentistry. The dental insurance companies truly want us to remain fragmented and not work as a team. It, it does not require an astronomical effort to accomplish what Tracy and I did with the new Utah law. It only requires a laser focus and, and determination. All right. It, it also requires a lot of hard work. I'm not going to kid you. And, and now that we've made an enormous leap of progress in battling downcoding and bundling and other ridiculous dental insurance tactics, now is the time to implement our vision of success so that we can be paid fairly for the dentistry we provide. So patients do not have to receive oral health care that is compromised with insurance protocols and limitations. Sound familiar? Accomplishing these laws and additional laws that we're working on in the future that combat the crap that we've all been dealing with for years is going to take an effort from each of us. We have laid out our game plan with the new law seminars. Uh, we've been presenting uh, this game plan for the last several weeks. And let me say right now how grateful Tracy and I are for the support so many of you have shown over the last year and a half and longer and for the support many of you are now giving in filling out documents to prevent the ADA from bundling codes in their CDT codebook and donating to Representative Dunnigan's campaign. Thank you. Whether it's Angie in Heber, Utah giving us needed documents from their practice to Dave and Carly bringing their bag of EOBs one night with dinner when Representative Dunnigan gave us a very difficult, almost impossible deadline to bring evidence of dental insurance, campaign, uh, dental insurance companies taking advantage of bundling and downcoding, we are grateful to all of you. We're grateful to all of you who in other states have already reached out to us and have said, what is this law? How can we get it implemented in our states? And now it's time for all of you, all of you to step up to the plate and help. It's time for all of you outside of Utah listening to this podcast to take our House Bill 359 and contact your state dental association with it. Just, I'm curious, though, what they do, <laughs> what they do with it. I'm curious if they will look at it and go, uh, yeah, no, we don't want to touch it. And if that's the case, let us know. We'll help you do it on your own. You need to put their feet, though, to the fire and have them copy our bill or make it better within your own states. We can tell you what we wish we had in addition to what is written in our law. We can show you what you can attempt to get in yours, in your state. If we keep leapfrogging like that, it's going to be a great win across this nation. You guys thought leadership goes well beyond what I've just covered so far. 
A thought leader is one whose views, and all of us need to be thought leaders, and it's one whose views on a subject are taken to be authoritative or influential, and all of us deal with dental insurance plans daily. So that should make each of us authorities on this subject, right? Since I'm on the subject of thought leadership, how do you apply thought leadership concepts within your own dental practice? Let's go there right now. Let's have some fun. While the term thought leader might sound like another corporate buzzword, its meaning is very valuable to individuals and businesses alike. A thought leader is someone who offers guidance and insight to those around them. In other words, a thought leader has a positive reputation of helping others with their knowledge and insight. So docs, don't you help your dental team on a daily basis? Don't you offer valuable insight to your peers which peers are, or who are they? Oh, wait, they're our dental team. <laughs> That's who her peers are. We work with them every day. That makes you a thought leader. Did you know that? There are typically three areas that define someone as a thought leader. The first, a thought leader or influencer, is someone who, based on their expertise and perspective in an industry, they offer unique guidance. They inspire innovation and influence others. You know, Doc, you are you inspiring innovation? <laughs> are you stuck in the status quo with your practice? Influence your team to break out of the status quo and try new things. But Doc, you got to lead them. You're the leader of the practice. The second one is establish yourself as a thought leader by stepping back from your business agenda. Stepping back from all those goals that everybody wants you to hit. Clarify your area of expertise and listen to others. Maybe some of those goals are unrealistic. Maybe some are ridiculous. Maybe it just comes down to production and collection to simplify the process. But continue your education in learning. Knowledge didn't end with dental school. Sometimes that's what we think. Doc, you are continuing your education. Or are you? Has it stagnated? What about the education of your dental team? Is their training and education of value to your practice? What are you doing to teach your team about materials, procedures, business principles that you learn? Is it continual on-the-job learning, or do you take the time to explain why you do what you do? Something to think about. If it's continual on-the-job learning, sometimes dental team members can't put it all together because it's just hit and miss during the procedure or during uh, some part of the day up front, billing, or, you know, oh, maybe we should look at unscheduled diagnosed treatment. I don't know. These are things you need to step back and help teams understand why we do what we do. The third thing is boost your industry presence and build your brand by doing what? Working with mentors and experts, attending in-person networking events, talk to your colleagues, learn from them, and publish dental information as often as possible, because it, it helps you get a different perspective when you do. I'm not talking about publishing major articles. I'm talking about just publish stuff on your website or your Facebook page or your blog. Cut and paste some stuff from, from maybe what the ADA sends out or other thought leaders, you know, that you read about. It doesn't have to be some major publication. No, it just has to be stuff that you have control over. I'm so grateful for mentors that I had both both early in my practice in the past and today, right now as I'm speaking, I have mentors, I have people I look up to. 
Thought leaders never stop having mentors, people that they learn from. So continue to learn. With the right vision and those strategies and the tactics along with, with dedication and patience, and not, not patience you work on, patience like enduring patience, and education, you may be able to successfully influence others in your dental practice or the dental field and become a reliable source of insight and information with your team and others. Thought leaders are never done learning, and they certainly do not have all the answers to life's questions, let alone the clinical business of dentistry. But one important characteristic is this. They listen. They have two ears and one mouth, and they listen in that ratio. They speak in that ratio. They become servant leaders, and they serve others first. They're not afraid to clean instruments, wipe down rooms, and turn around and prep a crown 15 minutes later. Nope. (laughs) I hope you understood what I just said there, Doc. That's you. Oh, wait. I hope all the dental team heard what I said. You simply help each other by serving each other. True leaders become leaders only after they have mastered being a servant leader or serving others. Which brings me back to the beginning. Thought leaders who choose to do nothing while others work their guts out to benefit dentistry as a whole are just freeloading. And they deserve every screaming patient, every flopping tongue, every tiny mouth to work in, every bad breath exam they provide care for. (laughs) I'm just, you know, sort of joking. It's called karma, fate, destiny. My mom used to always say, Robbie, retribution has a way of coming back, son. And that's how she sounded, too. I just want all of you to know. (laughs) Retribution is not to be confused with revenge. Revenge responds to any harm or insults, right? Retribution responds solely to moral wrongs. Revenge involves a desire to see the wrongdoer suffer. We don't want that. Retribution seeks justice, truth. Revenge is based on a principle of collective responsibility, (laughs) But retribution is on individual responsibility. Revenge is bad. Retribution can become a great teacher. Those are the differences between the two. Don't confuse them. Don't allow revenge to govern your actions against dental insurance companies. Don't do it. Don't bill improperly. Don't do things that are unethical. Believe me, you'll be tempted. Just don't go there. Keep positive. Let retribution come back at them. And allow positive thoughts to govern your thinking. Having said that, do not be afraid to speak your truth either. Strong personal values will guide your thoughts and speech, or at least it'll try, usually. Unless you're like me, and you usually don't have a filter. You leave that at home, which is what I do all too often, so my wife tells me. But I'm working on it, just like all of you. (laughs) Be, Be the thought leader. Support those who support oral health care, who support the practice of dentistry, who are not afraid to go up against the powerful dental insurance companies. We don't need followers. We have plenty of those. We need leaders. We don't need selfish freeloaders who won't contribute a dime to a political leader who supports our profession. We need dentists who have the guts to do what's right for all of us. Get involved. Run for state office if you possibly can. 
Help pass state laws that protect the practice of dentistry and the patients you serve, even if your own state or national dental associations do not. I hope you understand where I went with that. Work with your dental associations, though, if they will work with you, or take the lead if they won't. Copy Utah's law, House Bill 359, and share it with your state dental association if you're outside of Utah, and get them moving. Support your political political representatives who support you. And last, don't hesitate to contact us here at My Practice My Business if you need guidance in doing what we accomplish for dentistry here in Utah. There has never been, my friends, there has never been a more important time in dentistry to receive training from our company if you want to maintain profitability in your practice. I'm talking about our clinical business of dentistry training. We just saw this past week... This blew my mind. We just saw a major insurance player give us a reimbursement on endodontic treatment at 30% of their contracted fee instead of the traditional 80%. They also downcoded the all-porcelain crown to a basic all-metal crown, the cheapest possible downcode they could find. I'm surprised they didn't go down to stainless steel. (laughs) I'm waiting to hear from somebody When that happens, that will be the crowning event, no pun intended. (laughs) Just rolls off my tongue. Sorry, you guys, I can't help myself. (laughs) Now, that, that was a fun conversation, though, that we had to have with the patient, telling them that they owe more than what we had proposed on the treatment plan. And it was fun to let them know that that was their insurance carrier that did that and that maybe they ought to look at our in-house plan. As office managers will tell you, that news of owing more after insurances down code or bundle damages the doctor patient relationship all too often because our office managers are on the front line. They're the first ones to get yelled at. I'm sorry, you guys, we do that to you. We are here when you are ready to train, go to our website and listen to the real testimonials of those who have gone through our training, protect your practice, your family, maybe even your sanity with the clinical business of dentistry training here at my practice, my business. That'll be the best business decision you'll make in dentistry. I promise you that. Well, this, this is uh, Easter weekend for all of us, and I hope you're enjoying the time with your family. Uh, God bless all of you during these exciting times in the, in the history of our country, and uh, continue doing the wonderful work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans, three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more 
with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.